Hello, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I'm Ron. I'm PJ. I'm Susie. Cue the music. Yeah. Keep on Sunnyside, always on. Just a little shout out there to Scott, who's not with us again. You make it sound um, like he's passed away. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I, I he's. I, th- I presume uh, new baby still. I mean, at this point, it's not really a new baby, I and mean, you can't call it a new baby now. I know. I've, I mean, I I still refer to the the Roncaster as the new Roncaster. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had that for months. I am I genuinely always surprised when I see photos of friends of mine with a baby and I go, oh, look, they've got a new baby. And I like, what seems like 10 minutes later, there's another photo with a different child that's like three. And I go, where the fuck did the baby go? What's what's going on? What did they do to the baby? Where is the baby? Why have they got this other child? I sort of forget they grew up and really kind of spurred up and they're completely different. So anyway, shout out to Scott. So um, Scott so, doesn't listen to this show. I know, he, I know he won't, which is why I want to connive and do fun things the next time he's actually on. Okay. I, I, I want to, I want to, um, I want us to record a, a segue song, right? Because I want, I want when Ron Ron does a segue, everyone Scott does a segue, for him to hear the segue song for the first time. And they go, what the fuck is that? Because <laughs> I know that's what his reaction will be. And he will hate it. He will hate it. That's It, it powers me. <laughs> It makes me feel joy to know how much he's going to hate that. I really question your motivation for doing this show sometimes. <laughs> it just seems like a way to get at Scott. No, but- no, he's he's made it that. It's a way for me to escape the house, okay. which at the moment is like a pressure cooker. That It's just, oh, Christ. It's my, right, so this, so... I don't want to get into. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want the show to go on a diner, right? Okay, but there's a lot of shit happening. Okay, my uh, eldest son has had panic attacks and stuff in school, but we're sort of we're riding through that, and we're at the other side of okay. that. Uh, my wife's uh, dad, my father-in-law, is in hospital. It has been now for seven weeks with uh, what nobody knows with with something that's caused him to be jaundiced looking for six or seven of those weeks. He's I mean, he looked like um, he looked like a Minion. Egon Shield painting at one point because he's so so he lost so much weight and his colours and his face were so yellowy and kind of weird. He, he looked like one of those terrible Egon Shield. I mean, I say terrible. I love the Egon Shield, but but that's what he looked like. And um, now. He, 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 they managed to. They put a drain into him. They sort of operated and shoved a drain in him. I don't know. I mean, like draining from what to where, but liquids are coming <laughs> out of him, and uh, the color is returned to him. But he is not. He does not look well. Of course, my wife is just. You know, this is. We've gone from he's about to die to no, he's going to be fine. No, he's about to die. No, he's going to be fine. It's just that constantly for seven weeks, and it's like. Fucking hell! This is, oh, this is so much. And then I've got other things going on with the VR stuff that I've been doing, and it's okay. and people are going, oh, do you want to? Let's do this. And I'm going, do you know what? Right now, it's about all I can do to keep my family together and and moving forward in some sort of way. It's just, it's hard. So my primary motivation is to escape the house right now. Well, with all that going on in the house, there must be something in the house that's bringing you a bit of a joy. Where's our segue music? <laughs> oh, no, see, this is why we need a segue song. Well, I need to segue, make it up. Yeah. You, you, you segue, only sprung this on me like five minutes ago. We need segue music. <laughs> I can't make it that fast. Can we not? Why can we not just do one now? What would you do? Right. So you like how long would a segue song last? 
It would need to be no more than three seconds. Three seconds, right? Can we do? You, can we spitball a segue song? How do you think this works? I don't know. I've never written a song before. I've never done that before. I mean, what I would probably do is 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 use elements of the theme music, okay. to make a segue song. Okay, not not just me and you singing segue. Well, like you know, I've got a sting here. You know, like, okay. so I've got like. Segway, <laughs> segway, <laughs> right? Ooh, segway. Or use one of these things, you know? No, no, no. Go back to the other ones. That that's perfect. Or, the other or, one's or, perfect. Or this one here. No, no. Fuck it. No, no, no. Segway. The the one I did just did. The one with. Segway, 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 segway. Like that. Perfect. Just. Just Come you, record just, that. Just you say segway <laughs> Just that. Okay. Just, ooh, segway. Turn to the left. Segway. Turn to the right. Like that. Can okay. we do that? Just re- repurpose the classical. Since the classical is not getting used that much. It's not getting used because number one, Scott refused. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, right? Scott can be like a roadblock to all of these plans, all of these stupid ideas. No, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't, don't, I'm not, I'm going to sound like I'm complaining, but I'm not because sometimes, sometimes aeroplanes need brakes. Sometimes, sometimes one of the most important things you can have on a balloon is the weight that keeps it from flying away. And that's what Scott is. Scott is very much the ballast of the show. I think what you're implying is that Scott Scott is the honey that Icarus used to strap his wings together. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, he's or is he the sun? I don't know. That's uh, he. Uh, no, uh, I think you are the honey. Oh, okay. I, uh, I am Icarus, okay. and he's the sun. He's the that's, sun. That's the way it works. <laughs> I think. I think that's the way it's working. As long as I'm yellow and sticky, I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that would be you. You're a gooey substance that holds, binds things together. So very much. So yeah, so I think we'll, we'll do a little segue song. So and we could cue that segue. So uh, you say the thing and then and then he'll go, what the fuck was that? That's what I, that's the moment. That's the joyous moment. You listener are going to hear this now because we know Scott will not listen to I mean, the show. We can still have Scott on the show. I misjudged just how big it is. And... <laughs> I don't have anywhere to put it. So I've kind of been resigned to the fact that Ralphie's just playing with it now. <laughs> oh, listen to the sound of his wee voice. Susie's with us, but Susie doesn't have headphones on. So for that, Susie, that was, what, 10 seconds of silence? Uh, Susie knows what it is. <laughs> Uh, so yes, um, I yeah, I hope everything's okay in Scott's house. I hope he's fine. I hope the babies are good. I hope Hannah's everything's good. But also, you know, let's take this moment. I think the first couple of weeks of having a baby are, are phenomenally. Uh, oh yeah, famous, God, no. famously sleepless. Yeah, God. I mean, we used to when we had Nathan and Thomas, we just closed the curtains and just never saw the outside. It was like it was, and and we had these big orange curtains, and our room was orange. Our room was painted orange. Big orange curtains in the evenings, the sun would shine right through the curtains the whole place looked like a womb it looked like the inside of a womb so we were just it was like let's womb up here and just close the curtains and just stayed in that for maybe months and months because <laughs> fuck me you can get nothing done you can you can make all the plans in the world but you can do bugger all this just things are just gonna well assuming that i pressed the magical segue button segue turn to the left segue turn to the right you've been keeping yourself busy segue yes <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tom and I have right. Okay, I say Tom and I as if Tom and I sat down and went, Tom, what would you like to do? Thomas, my ten-year-old son, um, is uh, 
Now, <laughs> we were watching, uh, uh, what's it called? Fresh Off the Boat. Ever seen Fresh Off the Boat? Yeah. All right, so the, the mom in this was talking to the little son, and the little son sort of goes, you know, mom, I don't really want anything for, from you from Christmas. All I want is to spend time with you. And she goes, I know you're not supposed to have a favourite, but you're my favourite. And he goes, I know. And the thing is, Tom likes to draw comics, likes to hang out with me. You know, <laughs> Nathan... Very cheeky, Nathan. Oh. So I, I, I hope your children never find this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, it, it won't do I either lo- of them any favor to I, hear that. I love both my kids equally. There's no doubt at all in my mind that how much I love both of them. On the other hand, which one I'd rather spend a lot more time with than the other? I think I know. I know how that would fall. Um, so, so anyway, Tom has uh, over the years because I posted the link to this actually uh, today. Um, has been drawn, writing and drawing his own little stories for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. I, I posted a link to an old Tumblr I did when he was about three years old. So this is seven years ago called Thomas Draws. And it was me taking photos and kind of being fascinated by what's going on in his head when he's writing and drawing stuff because he was literally too young to write. He couldn't for he couldn't write words down, but he would draw. He would get me the staple pages of a book together. He would draw pictures and he would tell me what to write in it for stories. And they made a kind of baby sense they made it like a childish sense to them um and so i did this with lots i mean i think the tumblr well i'll post a link to it but the tumblr has about three or four of these books in it but by the end over the course of a few years he made about 20 or 30 of these books and they're a big stack of them and every so often he'll remember to go looking at them and it will be wow where did that come from that's crazy they're all adventures of a little boy called jack and his various things that he did so jack would go off and he would there's one of them actually one of the first ones was jack had a magic book he would draw and all the things he'd drawn would come to life Okay. And, then, and then right in the middle of it, Jack went and got a haircut. And then it seemed to be, is this about Jack getting a haircut? But by the end, he sort of resolves it all and everyone comes together. It's all great. And Jack goes to bed and that's, that's the end of the story. So he's always written and drawn stuff. And, and then he'll go away from it and come back to it. And when Nathan was younger, I would try and get him to sit down and draw. And unbeknown to me, Nathan has a, had a diagnosis. I know, I, I know he has a diagnosis. He, he didn't yet have a diagnosis of ASD. So I didn't know... And the thing is, with your first child, everything is normal. No matter what happens, that's what all children do in your head. You just think, yeah. oh shit, this is all children do that. All children have nine arms. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I guess this must be the way things are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's only afterwards, even a second child to compare it to, you go, oh shit, no, no, this is not, this is not the, the normal thing or, or whatever. And I've always said to people as well, um, I think uh, anyone can draw. It's always a question of whether you want to. And, you know, if you get taught or whatever, that's great. But, but like, you can – it's a skill that everyone has, I think. It's just they most people kind of go, I can't do this and stop and shut down. I've always thought that until I saw Nathan's drawn. And then and then I thought, no, not everyone has that. <laughs> it's just not a thing for Nathan. He can't draw at all. And that's fine um, because he has other skills. He, he's got the, the kind of computer end of all the stuff I was into. And Thomas has got all the drawing and writing stuff that I was really into. Um, but um, – so Tom has, I, w- I would sit down with Nathan and go, let's do this, let's draw this. And he would go, Daddy, you're better at drawing than me, so I don't want to do that. And I, I got really upset about this when he was younger. And I thought, well, you know, I it's obviously because I'm coming in and drawing something, he's going, that's better. And like, the, I mean, this is a, a, a stupid, egocentric thing where you go, well, I am actually quite a good artist. So of course he's going to say my drawing's better. But he's like five, so anyone's drawing is better than his, you know. So yeah. I think though for most parents, most parents would sit down and go, my drawing's shit. And they sort of would be. And for, and, and they go, but you're, the child's drawings wouldn't be that different. 
Whereas yeah. I keep thinking the differential between my drawings and a child's are going to be too much. And it's like, I can't not, you know, I can't yeah. bring it down. Um, so I just thought when Tom was interested in drawing stuff, I thought I'm going to stay away from that. I'm not going to go near it because I don't want to put him off it. Yeah. And he has, he's gone through periods where he's hated his own drawing. He's been drawn. He got really excited about doing stuff. And then he would go, this is no good. And he'd get, and it'd be like the stuff you see yourself do. Like, they, like he would go, I can't draw, so I'm going to give up. Uh, and, and you kind of go, shit, that's what I do as well. Like, except I'm like a 49 year old man and he's like seven or ten, nine, um, so, or 10. Well, I wouldn't have been 40. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The maths of that don't work out, but that's, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I did, I did say before we started the show, this show was either going to run out of steam in two minutes or I was going to talk nonstop. So I am sorry. Well, we're 30 minutes and I haven't taken a breath yet. So it's okay. <laughs> sorry. So uh, he started doing this comic and uh, he's done various comics before where he would get me to staple pages together and I would then, uh, we'd have, I have like a a template for drawn out panel frames and the template is basically like six panel frames on a page and I would sort of draw the panel frames out and he would do do little comics and they're always funny and they always, he always runs out of steam and they're never kind of, you know, they're never complete. And then I think a year ago or so, I kind of, tried to show him, look, if we do these on one page and put it into a little booklet, a little kind of uh, f- a paper organizer thing, then if you don't like that page, it doesn't matter. You can throw it away and use a different page. So, And that's kind of the way I work as well. So, you know, you sort of you, you do one page at a time and see if it's any good. So he started doing this and he came up with this comic called Why Not? And he started doing this. He did a couple of pages and he said, Daddy, would you ink these for me? And would you scan them in? I want to make a book. And the thing is, he does have... Um, it's like, I don't know if this is normal or not, but he sometimes goes, I am going to make an end product and the end product is going to be a comic and that's what I want to do. And so I'm going to do this. And you kind of think, well, that's going to take you months, but you don't say that. You go, okay, son, whatever. Cause you know, he'll run out of just interest at it. And the last time he was sort of this keen on something was a couple of years ago and he wanted to do a book and he asked me all about getting a book published and how that would work and stuff. And I, of course, like being an idiot, I'm kind of going, well, you could go to Lulu and the way it would work with Lulu is that we'd have to put together the document and you'd hype it up on the computer and I would put together the thing and then I'd do a cover for it and then we could put it up. And he says, yeah, but would that be a hardback or softback? And we go, that'd be a hardback book. It's more, more expensive. And in the end, when he was about eight, we did a hardback book called, uh, called, um, Tales of Teddy's Terrors, which was three different short stories that he sat and wrote each of these short stories over a few days. So he didn't kind of lose steam. And he wanted, and it was, it wasn't like he went, I'm finished with that. And I had to go away and I just thought I'd better print this up at some point. He was constantly asking, Daddy, have you done that yet? Daddy, have you done that yet? Have you done every day? Have you done that yet? He's so the worst kind of editor. <laughs> no, exactly. So he goes, um, so he started doing this book and I'm kind of going, well, he's going to run out of steam. He's going, I want it to be a long comic. And I'm going, well, you know, you need, it needs to be 24 pages to be the right number for a comic book. And I'm like, he's 10. He doesn't give a fuck. I'm going, no, it needs to be divisible by four uh, because that's the way pages work. And he's going, can you just do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So 24 pages. So uh, he's also always had, he knows the structure of things, which he's either intuited, intuited, intuited. What's yeah. the word? Oh, you're even you're not sure about no, this. That's one? right. Is that right? Okay. He's intuited that um, the structure of things. There's a there's a cover. There's an end 
uh, book and there's an index page of some kind. He's got that from the comics that he's read. When he was doing his own little books, when he was three, he would do a cover. He would do a back cover that would describe the story inside the book that he'd done. And he'd do like an abstract drawing on that back like, cover. Like kids' illustrated books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They were, they, so it wasn't like, I've just finished my story there, I'm done. It's like, no, this is a finished product. This is a book with all the bits in it. And you're going, yeah, okay, but it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, um, so and I, say, I've, I remember at the time, when he was about seven or eight, posted on Twitter, it's like, you know, I, I, I know parents are prone to kind of go, my kid's brilliant at this. And I, and I feel like maybe that's, that's what you're thinking. I'm thinking my son's brilliant at this creation of stuff. But let me assure you, it's not because I'm his dad, because my other son's fucking shit at stuff like this. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he's sort of good at it. So he slowly but surely, over the course of a month and a half or so, did one page, then another, then another, and then another. And every page he'd come in and go, Daddy, can you do this? So I was kind of going, okay, well, I scanned them in. Because I didn't want to discourage him, what I was trying to do is he doesn't like his own artwork. And when he inks his own artwork, it doesn't look good enough to him. So I thought, well, I'll ink it for you. Because then it takes off some of the rough edges. And to his eyes, it suddenly is better. Um, even though it's only a little f- fraction better. So just, you know, I've kind of... Um, where he might have tried to draw a circle. He knows he wants a circle, couldn't quite get a circle. I've drawn a shape that is closer to a circle or closer to what he imagines a circle would be. Um, and then I've added lettering and the lettering is kind of, he's handwritten all the lettering. So every page he draws, he draws little boxes on the page and they're a bit all over the place, but I can take them into the computer and just kind of square them off and put them right. And then he'll write the dialogue on it. And so I've typed up the dialogue and it only takes a minute for a page. Um, and so I've lettered it. And the weird thing is when you do that, it's suddenly actually it genuinely looks like a good final product it's really weird uh it doesn't take much and and even the i think the thing i colored the cover and i colored the back cover and looking at those colored covers and back covers i'm like going this actually isn't bad looking for a children's book this is this would work for a children's book for a young child this would be a good looking product i think um so he did all of that and i kind of took it and inked it and inked it and inked it and he was asking about getting it printed and so i asked around and and it was like oh i'm gonna get it published and it's gonna be i'll maybe print five copies maybe one for him one for us and one for his mate or something and we'll bring it along but he's put so much effort in so it'd be nice to have a, a printed thing and i stuck it on twitter um day before yesterday I just sent, there's a wee link to my son's done this comic. Um, I thought, should I charge for it? We talked about price, right? And I said, well, how much should I charge? And I'm going, well, you know, the Beano's £2.30. So if it's a Beano... The like- Beano's £2.30? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually not, yeah, £2.30. That's not even in line with inflation. None of these things are. It's because the numbers of people buying it have gone down. Well, so the they make it up, they multiply the price by 10. <laughs> <laughs> just these things. These. This is what happens. Two thousand AD is about two sixty five. Yeah, so. but you sort of get the impression that two thousand AD is maybe got more in it. Or am I? Well, the, the th- like so the uh, so the comics that he gets are the Beano and the Phoenix. The Beano's got plenty of stuff in it. I'm not quite sure the page count is about twenty eight or something. Uh, and most of that's comics. There's very little filler editorial. Is there stuff. any reruns in the Beetle? In the, the, in the Beano? No, 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 generally not. It's generally all new material. Okay. Uh, so the Beano's quite good and it seems healthy. The Phoenix is when it started had maybe 36 pages of comic strips. Now it's about 12 pages of comic strips. Oh, really? And it's lots of its filler stuff as well. So it's not filler stuff, lots of its editorial stuff. There's a, a section in it all about malaria and stuff, which is, it's all a bit... Kids really into these it's all Well, it's, it's I mean, it's it's sort of got illustrations and things. It's about kids and what they're trying to do. And, and, and I think there's... 
um, it's a bit blue Peter, you know. It's yeah, a bit I, I know. Never, I was on. a kid. Like, I mean, I was always raging that the Buster didn't have, you know, a section on rickets. <laughs> <laughs> or I could learn more about Quashy Orcore in this week's topper. <laughs> well, so anyway, so we, I was thinking, we'll price it that, and I thought, well, I'll upload it. I can't really, I, do, I couldn't be bothered putting a shop together on my blog. So I just stuck it up there and I thought, well, look, there's a donation button. And I went, I, I thought I should really ask Tom about this, first of all, whether I should do this or not. I thought, fuck it, he'd be fine. Whatever happens, it'll be fine. So um, I went then to pick him. This is about an hour, half an hour or something before I had to pick him up from school. So I put it on there and I picked him up from school. And when I, by the time I got around to pick him up from school, I had six quid in my, in my PayPal. I went, oh, this will be great because it's Friday. He had, um, what do you call it? Friday treat. We normally give him some wee bit of money on Friday Friday treat day. So Friday, Friday treat day, he gets a fiver. And he gets a, but he blows it the day before. And he always pulls this thing where we went to, because Thursday was the European election day. So his school was closed. So I, And it was just me and him all day. So he went down to the comic shop. He's great crack to hang around with. My, my other son, pain in the arse. He is great crack. So we went down to the comic shop and Forbidden Planet down in Belfast now has loads of old comics. They've, they've kind of, they've re-geared what they're doing upstairs mm-hmm. and they've got loads and loads of old comics, including stuff which is not ancient, but it's, you know, sort of mid-90s kind of stuff, which is four issues of a thing for five or six quid. So it's a complete little mini-series for yeah. next to nothing. So we were in there. Of course, Tom's going, no, I, I want that. I want that. I'm going, oh, I can't. You've got, only got a fiver, but on the other hand, these are comics, so yes. Okay, let's get these things. <laughs> so the Machine Man issue two, three, four, the the um Herb Trimp and um and uh, Barry Windsor Smith issue okay. of Machine yeah. Man, which is beautiful artwork uh in the original sort of collected miniseries, the first issue two, three through three and four, missing issue one for like a fiver or something. I went, Fuck it, I'm having that, I'll have that. Tom's I'm opening it up and going, Tom, will you smell this? And he's going Oh, it smells lovely, Daddy. I'm going, yeah, isn't it? This, oh, it's lovely. So this is, this is. I mean, again, not a favourite child, but certainly one I'd like to hang out with more. That's that's all I'm saying, okay? Nathan, if you're listening, you are also a wonderful child, but at the same time, you and I both know you'd rather sit playing video games. That, yeah, that's just fair. That's just the way it is. So, um what do you call it? We bought a load of comic. Well, we, we, yeah, so he'd spent all of his Friday treat money on Thursday and I was like, well, he's got new Friday treat money. This is great. So I said, come on, we'll go up to the toy shop and well, you've got six pounds or something. So we're going around to the toy shop and he's looking around. What am I going to buy? And he's getting, he knows he's getting an Xbox for his birthday because he, he's asked for an Xbox. Uh, it's an expensive present. So we said, look, if you want an Xbox, you can't have a birthday party. And he went, that's fine. He doesn't like birthday parties anyway. So that's, that's okay. And birthday parties are like 200 quid. Yeah. They're fucking expensive. You try and, have half a dozen kids at a birthday party it runs you through the roof it's unbelievable I wasn't into them either no I know well you weren't invited to anything Ron so it's oh, I was invited <laughs> to the birthday parties I didn't like them oh did you not no. okay okay um, so he what do you call it so I said let's let's go look and he wanted to buy a game for the Xbox and as we're looking around for the game he's going oh six quid this is brilliant I went oh no Tom it's, it's eight quid eight quid oh brilliant what am I going to get for eight quid and he's looking around and he sees a game and it's like it was 14 quid and I said well you know if, if you want to get that we maybe add a bit more to it and so he picked it up and we're walking up to the till and I went oh Tom you've like 16 quid now and he went oh brilliant brilliant so we go up to get this thing 
And I'm like, I, I'm kind of going to pay for it and reclaim it off out of his PayPal money. And the guy says, oh, that game requires an Xbox Live account. And I'm kind of going, I don't know if he's going to have an Xbox Live account because it's, it's pricey and yeah. I just don't know if he'll use it. So I said, maybe not get that one, Tom. So he got a five-pound game and that was fine. I went, well, look, you've got 11 quid extra. This is brilliant, isn't it? We get out to the car. Ding, I'm checking, I'm checking my phone. It's like 25 quid. And I said, you've got 25 quid now, Tom. So two days later, we're 240 quid. <laughs> which is fuck me and Tom's like Tom's oh, oh. See, we were sitting in the car like, I'm going Tom Daddy's going to tell you with the GG's we <laughs> <laughs> were sitting in the car and the money keeps chinging in ting 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 and I'm going Tom you've like 40 quid now Tom you've like 55 quid he's going oh, oh. He's like, Daddy why, why are they giving me all this money I don't understand There's, surely there are better things for them to spend their money on <laughs> but people like doing this like, you know and he goes yeah but, but oh. I says do you want them to stop he went Yes, but no. <laughs> so, and as you as you as you pointed out to me, Ron, a, a couple of years ago, Nathan went to work for his granddad in his summer uh, during the summer, uh, the entirety of the summer, working for him selling antiques and stuff. And his uh, granny, his nanny, would come down and pick up things in in secondhand shops and give them to Nathan. He could sell, and Nathan would sell them for five or a dinner. And over the course of that summer, he made two hundred quid, which he stashed in the bank, has never touched. And I, when we we're up in the thing, I said to Tom, I says, look, you know, you've got twenty quid. You'll be able to say to Nathan. I said, but don't gloat because if you try and gloat Nathan will like I didn't say this to him but Nathan will destroy you you cannot <laughs> you cannot have an argument with Nathan he will win any argument because he is so bloody minded that you will you will just give up you like I will give up and I'm pretty bloody minded he will just and you'll go fuck it I don't care there'll be a point where you'll go fuck it I don't care God's sake and it, so why are you being so irrational good Jesus Christ Nathan just fucking don't eat in your room but why are you being so irrational about it I wasn't going to spill anything this is an actual argument we had the other night by the way I was just inventing that was it for 25 minutes and I haven't let you say anything I'm really sorry Fine. I'm, I'm into the low effort sort of side of things here I'm so sorry oh Jesus he brought a ball into his room and Annette and I have talked about this don't let him eat in his room because he's so fucking everything just lies around at his arse whatever it is and I'm going Nathan did you finish with that bowl of ice cream yeah it's in the kitchen that's not I can't find it in the kitchen yeah it's in the kitchen left it in the kitchen are you sure you left it in the kitchen yeah it's definitely in the kitchen oh no it's at my foot fuck's sake I don't eat in your room oh you said but 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 and the thing is he's always talking to his mates playing video games now he's always chatting to him I overheard yeah. him saying the other day he says do you know the thing is if he'd just have an argument with me I would destroy him with facts and logic I'm thinking fucking hell I'm, I'm raising an incel <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Jesus Christ I'm raising one of those little Twitter ratty Nazis oh fuck me please don't go this way please don't go this way Nathan anyway anyway so I said to Tom don't gloat because it's 25 quid Nathan will destroy he'd made 200 240 quid later Thomas, just tell what you like. Nathan is is kind of how much is Thomas made now? It's two hundred and forty. It's a bit. And the thing is, we've passed it. Like Tom is rubbish with not rubbish with money. He's ten. So you give him any sort of money, and it's like I can spend all of this now. But he's reached this little weird tipping point where number one, there's not that many things he wants to buy because he's just not really into toys anymore. He's sort of slightly into them, but not quite. Yeah. Uh, so he's not really into toys anymore and he doesn't have an Xbox so there's no big game things he knows he's getting one so we go to he said well, on the way home we were up visiting uh, my father-in-law in the hospital on the way home he said well, let's go to the toy shop and I go yeah let's go to you've 240 quid 
any, you can walk in there, anything, anything you want, practically. You can just go, I'll have one of them, please, at the very least. Um, so we go to the toy shop, came out, um, he's looking around, he's looking around, came out with nothing. Couldn't think of anything you wanted to buy. Didn't want to spend his money because there's this point, this weird point where your money as a child, when you're 10, goes from, I can, oh, brilliant, I can spend all of this now and uh, I, I don't know what to do with this kind of money. This is like, it's it's like Brewster's millions to him. Yeah. It's like suddenly I can't, the pressure to spend all yeah. of it well, or when, none when, of it. When you're 10 years old, getting rid of a fiver is easy. Yeah. But if yeah. someone said, yeah, I've got 250 quid, you're like, well, what cost 250 quid? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? So it's like he's broken his little well, I can't drive. Seat. I can't drink. I'm, drink. I'm not into drugs yet. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing that I can piss I this away on. I said, Tom, look, we can go up to the Ben 10 toys, right? And normally when you've got five or six quid, you might be able to afford one of them. But then for him, it's like, if I buy one, how can I play with one figure? It's like, you can buy all of them. You can walk out with all of them and still have change. And he's like going... But I don't want to. And we left the toy shop. He goes, I'm really disappointed. I said, why? I wanted to get something. <laughs> he could have done. He just couldn't figure out what to spend his money yeah, on. You, you've, I mean, obviously, you've raised him in, a, in a, an environment where you know, money has value. Yeah. And now you've basically said to him, nah, fuck it. <laughs> All bets are off. Go wild. <laughs> and the, the philosophy change in his head is too much to cope I with. I think so. I think so. I, tell you, I mean, one thing has been really, I mean, lots of it has been really nice. One thing has been really nice is he, the comments of people. People have left really lovely comments about and And a lot of them are, are kind of, I think, slightly surprised that it is not just that it's, I am going to encourage your 10-year-old because it's worth encouraging a 10-year-old because there's, there's a fair amount of that. And I think that's reflected in the money because people have given £10 pounds and like the highest someone paid for it was 15 which is crazy. But at the same time, they left a comment that went, my 10-year-old is really inspired by the fact your 10-year-old did this. And that's kind of lovely, you know. Yeah. And I think I think um, other people with kids have seen it and gone, wow, look, you can do this, Tim or John or whatever, you, you know, or Sarah, or, you know, you can, he's done it and it's not, it's not going to be that. And I, the secret sauce is I'm a comic artist, so this is fucking easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is my bread and butter. I was going to say, as long as you're all prepared to ink your kids' work <laughs> and letter it. Yeah. But uh, I think it's given them, it's given them a kind of, you know, there's a 10 year old doing this. So yeah, you can go off and do this. But there is also, I think they are genuinely funny things. They are genuinely funny lines in some of the stories. Yeah. Susie's read it, haven't you, Susie? Yes, so have. you can give a, a, I mean, don't don't worry about me. My feelings <laughs> won't be hurt in any direction. Uh, what did you not like? Is there anything you didn't like? think so yeah well whenever i went into work the other day she called me over she's like this story's really funny and it was uh yeah. monkey arms yeah <laughs> yeah i like monkey arms yeah the, the boy with the monkey with the big long arms it's yeah. just a that's a hellish one to ink because he, he's always wearing a t-shirt and then the next panel he's got a full shirt on it's like please please be consistent thomas so i i'm kind of making consistency issues and kind of fixing some of those things and lettering some of the stuff i mean i want a little bit of the credit because i've put in a lot of hours doing uh, all right pj <sighs> he offered he said when before we put it on on Online before he got any money from it, he'd said to me, he says, uh, Daddy, Daddy, I'm going to pay you 50p. <laughs> because I think he recognized that I was doing a lot of work to do it, right? Or in his eyes, it's a lot of work. He knew it wasn't just, you know, free. And I said, you know, like, It's okay. Thomas, Tom. now's, here, now's where you learn about percentages. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take 50%. 50% of everything you make. He probably said, Yes, the fool. Um, so, yeah, so that's been lovely. It's been lovely doing that. It's been lovely doing that with him. And and especially now, I think when I started doing it, it was like um, 
uh, this is an obligation to do this because he wants this done and I've got to do it. I've got so much other shit to do. Uh, but it's also been, I did, I colored his cover for him and he looked at it and he just, it's like a genuine, a really genuine moment of surprise. And he went, you're a really good colorist. <laughs> he like, I'm average at best. <laughs> that's what I, I was thinking. No, I actually went, you know what, I'll take that. I'll take that. Thanks very much, son. That's, thank you, Thomas. Yeah. He says, you should pay me. Um, so he says, well, I offered you 50p. I went, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to pay me. So, so um, Wake up at three, 3 in the morning. Where's my 50p? <laughs> so it's been done. So now when I'm inking it or coloring it, I like inking it or coloring it with him watching me so he can kind of take part of it. And, and he does, it's not like I color it and he goes, yeah, that's fine. It's like, no, can you make that bigger? Can you change it? He is like a little nagging editor. Like he will kind of, have you finished that yet? And I printed out some of this stuff and gave him it. And he'd come in and he'd go, daddy, you need a space between these words and this, that's spelt <laughs> wrong and you've done this wrong and that needs some dots in it. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, why can you not just be happy with the thing? Well, how much pressure is he feeling to deliver a, a solid issue to? I don't, I don't, I mean, right, so he, he started issue, issue two. Issue one's a success. Issue one's a success. Issue two, he'd already started, right? So um, I read this out to you earlier, but it was, he did he wrote a little introduction that more or less boiled down to, well, I hope, I, you know, I hope everyone enjoyed issue one. Oh, please really enjoy it. I really hope everyone enjoyed it. Oh, please, 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 please. Um, because he had no idea what people, what way people react. And we were only going to give it to half a dozen people. So I, I think, I think there will be a little change. I think as well, Tom's never had a great deal of confidence about showing us he doesn't want to show it to his best mate in school which is alien to me he seems strange to yeah. me um and he doesn't he's not keen on people in school or showing it to other people well you know from from, from a child's point of view they'll look at it and they'll say doesn't look like an adult's comic I don't. Yeah. I, I think. I, mean, I think. The, I think a child would look at that and go, "That's a fun comic." I don't. You know, the artwork is kids. <laughs> kids are little shits. Kids will tear apart the thing well, that you really true. care about. That is true. Whereas an adult can look at it and see all the potential and all of the all of the work that went into it. A child just looks at it and goes, "That doesn't look like the bean." Well, I, th- I think you'll get kids that will be not completely not fussed about it at all. But I think I think a lot of them will be kind of because it, it does look good. I think it does look good. It does look. I wouldn't go, "Oh, it's as good as the bean." The dandy or something, but I mean, I say a lot of marveling about you know how you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll look like. I mean, if I go and get it printed, which is my intention, um, it will look like a proper comic. You know, it won't look like I scrolled this on the back of a sheet of paper. And the, I actually think it's like when we talked about this before about video, how how the audio quality of video is more important than the video quality yeah. of video. And it's I feel the same way about lettering in comics. I feel like if you can make the lettering professional, everything else can be, you know, you can have, uh, I mean, the, the styles of art can vary quite a lot. But if you have good solid lettering in it, you know, I'm sure uh, any, any letters listening are nodding furiously. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, Increase I, my page rate. I, I posted. I was in a in an angry fury. I've been spent. I spent five. I've like it feels like six months inking this double page spread, which is uh, what's what's a thing that happened uh, during World War Two. Nazis had their uh, three of their main battleships up in uh, somewhere in the somewhere north of wherever it was, and they had to trail down through the Atlantic. And they, uh, in order to do that, the Nazis sent down kind of battalion not battalions of ships but hundreds of ships dozens of ships a flotilla so a flotilla of ships and maybe like maybe a hundred airplanes overhead to, to kind of as a as a a, a canopy for these ships <clears throat> and at the same time 
Uh, the UK, Britain knew these ships were coming, didn't know when they were coming, didn't know from where they were coming, but they were on high alert at all times. When they eventually started coming down, they realised and they scrambled, but they could only scramble half a dozen planes. It was like pathetic. And so you have these kind of, you know, um, a a small squadron, maybe nine uh, planes that were uh, essentially sought with camels flying against this fucking massive Nazi flotilla of some of the biggest boats on the water that looked like giant castles, you know. Uh, and I was drawing this, right, for fucking, it feels like forever. And I was drawing this whole thing and I started inking it, doing a lot of 3D modeling and inking the thing. And, and I sent it to Rob Williams, a writer friend of mine. I went, fucking writers. <laughs> just, just like that, <laughs> and uh, and he went, um, he went. Well, you know, I mean, that's it's, it's you all over. That is, I mean, what what about uh, what about letters? I suppose fucking letters. I went, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, fuck letters because they're going to go. Oh, look, a flotilla. That's that's letters job done. <laughs> fuck them, fuck letters. I said, I do have some sympathy for the colorists though because they're going to have to figure out what ship, shapes or boats yeah, I mean, and the, things. The letter earns his page with it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The little capture top. Just meanwhile. He's <laughs> like, ah, money in the bank, that page. Right, move on to the next one. But but I do think they have the one of the jobs that makes uh, reading of a comic kind of make sense or not make sense. Yeah. And so, you, I mean, you can take a really good letter and stick their artwork all over some scribbles, a child scribbles, and it would be a readable comic, you know, So yeah. which is essentially what I've done. <coughs> Thank you very much. So anyway, you can download that on my website. There'll be a link there. And there'll if you there'll be a link in the show notes. Of course there'll be a link in the show notes. <laughs> so there. So anyway, that's. I'm going to take a moment to gather myself because that was quite the long diatribe. Uh, I do have other news. I mean, I don't know if you're... Go I, ahead. I finally went and bought myself a Mac Mini. Uh, oh, yeah, you were saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I finally went and bought myself, you know... I wouldn't say you, you haven't had a Mac desktop for a while. No, because the, the, right. So the last time I was going to buy a Mac desktop um, was l- year before last. Last year, um, I basically had a lot of mo- not a lot of money in the bank, but enough money to kind of go time to upgrade the computer system I have. I think I was running um, uh, an old Mac laptop that was a couple of years old. It was maybe eight or nine years old. I think so it was a 2012 Mac laptop. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty old. Um, and it, it was doing okay, but I want, I was starting to do a lot of 3D modeling stuff with the world of tanks and things. And so it was kind of really scrambling around and struggling. It was made a huge amount of noise as well. Fuck, I cannot stand noise on a computer. Just, I just can't have it. So I um, decided to buy a new computer. Uh, Mac Minis, because I had the Cintiq 27-inch one, I didn't need a screen. You know, you've got one 27-inch screen. What are you going to do with another fucking 27-inch screen? So the Mac, uh, the Mac, whatever they were, the Mac, iMacs, the iMacs, that's yeah. the one. <clears throat> iMacs, pretty much useless to me. Um, I didn't want to spend all that money for that big screen. I thought a Mac Mini is like the perfect device for what I want to do. And I looked into it. At that point, the Mac Minis were already like five years out of date. They hadn't updated in yeah. five or six years. And it was like, well, I can't, I can't there's no, I can't. I can't spend that amount of money to get a computer that's only just barely, mar- marginally better than what I've already got. That's nuts. So I ended up going for a PC and I got one from I, I Builders or Clock Fitters or something like that. Some Clock <laughs> Fitters? I don't know what they're called. One of, you know, one of those... Like over, lighters. Overclockers. Over, over, that's it, overclockers. That's yeah. the one, overclockers. Um, one of those places that where you go and you build your own. And I'm like looking at this thing and it's like, oh, I kind of never, never enjoyed hardware stuff. When I was working in IT, I was a software guy. Never enjoyed hardware. And uh, looking at the website and going, well, what are we going to get here? And I thought, well, I want some speedy and I want I want to do 3D stuff and I really want to do VR stuff at some point. 
which turns out I ended up doing. But um, so I bought, I, I put together a machine, and I, I kept eyeing up. There was a couple of units that were basically fanless machines, and I thought oh, I'd like those. But at the same time, the um, you know, I just I needed the three D graphics, so I got this thing that was a fucking monster. It was all, you know those big. I don't know who who went. Hey, do you know what people want to see? They want to see the insides of their PCs. That's the thing. That's <laughs> want, the th- that's the thing. They want the people litter. Want. They, yeah. want, they want the lights on the inside of their PCs. They want to see their PCs. I don't want to see my fucking PC. I want my PC invisible. Make the whole thing transparent. If you, if you spent nine hundred pound graphics card, by Christ, you want to see that thing? <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Want to light up and you know. Make me tea and everything. I don't want to see any of that shit. So anyway, this thing was fucking huge. Um, and, and I had a, a side you could see in for some reason when massive fans would go off and lights, it would light up like, like a teenage boy's bedroom. It was, I mean, I could, I, like if you'd opened it up, put a red blanket in there, it would have been any teenage boy's bedroom in the, in the 80s. Um, and I have had this beast now. And it, it, I mean, it was a fairly potent machine. And then whenever I smashed my 27 inch screen, I went, oh, I've got to get a new Cintiq. And I had a bit of money. So I bought the 16 inch Pro, which had a USB C output. Fascinating stuff, listeners. Um, and of course, my super duper hyper expensive graphics card didn't have a USB C output. So I could only hook it through a box that reduced the resolution down. So it was never full 4K, which mean, meant it always looked a bit blurry. And I went, ah, oh, fuck. And I eventually got the, the Cintiq 27 inch with a new screen. That was all fine. So had that for a while couldn't justify in the middle of as soon as Mac Minis the new Mac Minis came out I couldn't justify going time to get a new Mac Mini then but I can now and I went do you know what it's time they're smaller I'm not going to see the bloody thing brilliant that's what I wanted to vanish Uh, they make almost no noise a couple of people saying they're very quiet graphics aren't going to be as good but that's fine because I had since found out that the the main thing I do with 3D software is I use a program Clip Studio Paint which is for comic artists to draw I drop a 3D model into it and then kind of rotate it and place it where I want it but it doesn't actually use the GPU anyway it uses the CPU so even whenever you had a really super fast graphics card it never really used it so it was like okay. it was always a bit of a dog I was going to say eGPU is available to you you could have got an external GPU for uh, well, that, that's, but the thing is, it's not Do, much different. It, it wouldn't use it anyway. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. doesn't use it anyway. So, um, and I, I having had the Mac Mini now, I've kind of plugged it in, and it's uh, I've done some three D stuff in it, and it's like, oh, it's actually not bad. I mean, it's not as fast for all the solid three D stuff. I don't do any of that shit, so it didn't really matter. Um, so anyway, I went down to buy it. Right, I was looking it up. I was thinking, how am I going to pay for this? I went, oh look, I've got an interest free option. I thought that's a good idea. I'll go down. What I'll do is I'll there's a bank receipt. Grab that recent bank receipt because I'm not. I they had me one other time when I went in and asked for interest free credit. I was like, oh, you need some you know documentation. And, and this time, oh, fuck, I was ready, <laughs> Susie. I was ready this time. I went down. I had my driver license in my pocket. I had a a uh, bank statement uh, that I just grabbed off the shelf and I went down to see them and I went in and I went hello I'm here to buy a Mac Mini please and it was a guy I chatted to before um, I went to see about my iPad stuff and he, oh hello I recognise you oh yeah it's nice to see you so I want to buy a Mac can I just have a Mac Mini he went yeah sure uh, he says now I want it on the credit he went that's fine no problem you'll need an ID ding ding let's hear the ting ting he went I want an ID and I went and he went, that's very impressive, Mr. Holden. <laughs> Did you bring that bill with you? He says, I also need a recent bill. And I went, recent bill. There we go. And he looked at the bill and he went, uh, no, he didn't even look at it. He says, it needs to be from this month, your bank statement. I went, this month? <laughs> 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 now, it's only afterwards I came out and I thought, 
how would I have this? How would I have this month's bank statement? They don't issue this month's bank statement until next month, at which point it's last month's bank statement. So every bank statement you'll ever have will be fucking last month's bank statement. Anyway, anyway, he says, oh, he says, look, no problem. You can go online here and then you can apply for the interest-free credit because you only get the interest-free credit from the from the online shop. I went, what? Do you not get the interest-free credit like in store? He went, no, only from online. What the f- I said, fuck it. I'll just pay cash. Let me <laughs> give me my Mac Mini. I'm out of here. So I paid cash. I left with a Mac Mini then. Um, bought it home. It has USB-C. I went, ah, oh, brilliant. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm going to plug in my 27 inch and have it as a kind of, it'll see big pages and reference material. And I'll have the, the, uh, seven, uh, the 16 inch Cintiq Pro, which will be 4K. It'll look beautiful. It'll be amazing. And I plugged that in and it is the noisiest fucking thing. The Cintiq is not, not anything. It's just, <sighs> Oh wow! Okay, so there's constant fa- there's so fans, fans inside. Yeah, it as there's well. fans inside it, and the thing is, your face is really close to it. <laughs> like when you're drawn, you're my I'm drawn quite close, so I'm sort of drawn right close to the pen and all yeah. that. All I can hear is, I'm <laughs> like fuck's sake! So I eventually I and like I've been sitting on this thing for like a year and a half, going I'll I'll eventually plug this in and use it because it was sixteen hundred quid or something. Do you know how much it is now? If you want to sell it now, if you want to sell it to CEX, for example, do you know how much money you'll get? Three hundred quid. Three hundred oh, quid is how much you'll get for a thing that cost me sixteen hundred. I'm fucking furious. I've never seen anything devalue as fast like. And it's and so it's wor- it's worthless essentially. So I've stuck it uh, back in its box, trying not to let Annette know how much it cost. And also oh, put it on eBay. You'll get more for it. Well, I probably will, CX. but then you have to arse around with eBay. And then I mean, the reason CX is attractive is because that's it. You're done. You can go. You can walk down with the box and say, "There you go." On eBay, it's like, "Oh, this is not the screen's not as good as I thought it was going to be." Can I send this back to you? And it's like, it's cost me forty quid. Yeah, fine, fuck it. So I, I, you know, if I could sell it locally, if anyone's listening and wants a Cintiq uh, sixteen inch Pro, please <laughs> let me know. Uh, it works perfectly. We'll link uh, to photographs. Yeah, we'll link to photographs. Um, now the thing is, I, I it did plugged in. I mean, that's the thing with the PC. I couldn't get the. I I tried cables, all sorts of cables. I got various resolutions with different kinds of cables. With the Mac, it just plugged in. It worked straight away. It was beautiful. It's so nice to be back on the Mac. It's just really nice to be back in that that comforting, warm operating system. The thing is, the thing was like Clip Studio Paint, which is like. 95% of what I do in, on the computer looks the same on the Mac and the PC because it's it's sort of cross-platform, yeah. which I think is the reason that the, it doesn't really use the graphics processor because it just uses whatever... Yeah, they're, they're taking the code base and they're basically just saying, well, let's just port it across and not, yeah. not have an yeah. address in any particular yeah. graphics. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is it's actually on the iPad Pro as well, but because they don't use the graphics chip properly of the iPad Pro, I mean, it could be like a fucking... It could be run like a beauty on the on the iPad Pro with the 3D stuff, but... It, it doesn't. It's a, it's a more of a dog on the iPad Pro, but you know maybe that'll come. Maybe if they sell the numbers or not, I don't know. So um, it always the, sounds to me like Clip Studio Paint just aren't making the effort. I the thing is, it's it's fairly cheap. I mean, it's it's so on the iPad Pro, you have to pay for it uh, on a monthly subscription or annual subscription. I pay sixty pound a month, which is compared to Photoshop, it's about one hundred and ten pound a month. Uh, or not not a month, sorry, a year, a year. Yeah. Sorry, that completely radically changes the numbers there. <laughs> okay. Um, on, on desktop, <laughs> I just went for Slack jaw there <laughs> yeah, for a second. Yeah. No, on on the desktop, you buy it once and that's it. 
you know, so, and the software is brilliant for drawing. That's the thing. It's brilliant for drawing. Like if you're the, the brush engine on it, which is, you know, to use the, the, the pen tools, it's, it's so much better than Photoshop and, and, and it's the sort of top end. So I, I kind of, I'm given every, everything else about it. I'm just given a Bible to, because that is the, the thing that is, is the best bit of it. Uh, and there, I just don't understand why they don't just make the iPad version their number one product because I, I, th- I think that that, that I th- one would I sell like, tons. I yeah. feel like they probably will do. I mean, it took them a long time to get it onto the iPad. I th- and I think one of the first things that people talked about when it was on the iPad was, "Holy shit, this is the desktop. This is not this is not a cut down version." Like Adobe were going, "We're going to do a, a special iPad Pro version of this," and people just assumed that meant much much reduced. And it probably did because it probably took the resources to program it exactly right. But because they had this cross-platform code base, they were essentially, let's build the thing in that makes it work on that. And it is, I mean, it has file menus, it has edit menus, it has a full sort of stack of the things that you expect on a desktop app. And I was looking at it going, this means every, that means all the other apps that you only get a cut down version on the iPad is because some fucker's giving you just the cut down version on the iPad. It could do all of this shit. What the fuck? But I guess other people are trying to create what they what they, like they oh yeah yeah there's a, absolutely a, a touch native yeah, type yeah you want, I mean they they because I think, Clip Studio Paint doesn't work with like the inbuilt files app or anything does it no no it, it has its own file I think whenever they started it, it they had to build their own files thing uh, when they started it they had to build their own cloud syncing and stuff so there's a cloud thing uh, as well which is a dog which is awful and in the last update they introduced this thing where you could drag and drop from the files program into their files directory so the do you know what? That's fucking. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> it just just maddens no, me. app. It's like all the tools are here. All you got to do is add the ability to talk yeah, to the files yeah. thing. And I know you're away. I, I mean, I I see them doing that. I just don't know when. I I just suspect that they were not sure. And because the thing is, the iPad Pro is so Clip Studio. I think its market is everyone like hobbyists all the way up to professionals right so so that hobbyist market is huge for them that's probably their main market is that hobbyist so the iPad Pro is not a hobbyist device so I think whenever they were kind of doing it they were look, looking at all the Venn diagrams of who their people were going to be and going to going well these are not hobbyists so we're not going to sell that many but I think with the iPad uh, iPad's ability to use the Apple Pencil now I think it is now a, a, you know there are hobbyists that are going to have this and it also I think I mean I've said to people before it's like oh your, your choices are to buy a computer a decent computer with a good Cintiq and then have a you know a, a you know, that's your and then Clip Studio, or you can buy an iPad Pro and Clip Studio. Those are the those are equivalent now. You know, yeah. so so I think I, I think some of this stuff is just going to come. It's just going to come in it over over time. I think as they as they feel like that market and realize shit. You know, once you know because people are on a subscription on the iPad Pro where they're not on a subscription on the desktop. Mm. I think at some point that subscription is going to jump over the desktop. But uh, at the moment, it's like we're not sure. I mean, even whenever they release it, they give you six months free use. Well, surely the obvious thing for them to do is just say a subscription to use the app wherever. Well, yeah, it may may well be. I mean, the thing is, I think we think it's small beer, but when you look at it and the, its home market, it's probably fucking massive. Yeah, and then it's, it's, home, it's uh, Chinese product, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, yeah, I think so. Chinese and Japanese Japanese product. I, th- I can't. I, I, well, it's I'm called Manga sure. Studio. There. No, it? no, no. It's called Clip Studio. It's always been called Clip Studio. Whenever they they bought it to Europe and America, the American company that were marketing it decided to call it Manga Studio. Okay. Because it was it made more sense, you know, because right. that's. 
that's what Clip Studio means nothing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So whereas Manga Studio actually sounds like, oh, this is for drawing manga. But of course it's for all sorts of art and stuff. So anyway, that's a whole divergence of topics that, I, that uh, in the end, I've got my Mac Mini. I plugged it in. It worked first time. It's lovely to be ensconced back in that little kind of Apple uh, atmosphere. Uh, the, the, some of the, like, although 95% of the time I was in Clip Studio, the other 5% of the time was me going, is this a better mail application? I'll try and download this and check. It was just nonstop. Is this a better web browser? I'll download that. And, oh, why won't iTunes work? Fuck me. Can I get a... Is there a better email client? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and where's the Mac? Is like, oh, no, here's your email client. Here's your browser. Yeah. These things all work. Oh, what about another thing that I'm thinking of doing? Oh, you don't, you, you're not getting that. That doesn't exist. You go, fuck it, fine. <laughs> where's, where's the PC goes... Yeah, do you know we have like a twenty different apps that can do that? And you go, oh well, I better try all of them then. And then and then you do all twenty, and you go, none of them are any good. <laughs> none. Yeah. Of, but I've spent days going through all of them. Fuck it. Anyway. So uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it feels redundant at this point to say, but do you have a pick of the week? Oh yeah, I do. I do actually. I do because I, I wanted to to talk about. Um, there's a great little YouTube thing. We've talked about this before. Um, well, you guys have always picked the YouTube thing. We haven't talked about this before. The YouTube thing is called, and I'm trying to remember the guy's name. It's um, what's eaten Dan? What's eaten Dan? I think that's the name of it. I'm okay. going to look it up because it does sound familiar. It does sound familiar. So essentially, it's a guy um, who does it's not what Dan's eating. No, no, no. I think it's what's eaten Dan because that's 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 a pun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's eating Dan? Uh, so essentially, this guy he looks at various food products, foods, foodstuffs, and he does a kind of, he teaches you how to cook them and the chemical things about them, which is why they cook the way they cook or why they're better the way they cook. So, uh, for example, he does one about mushrooms and he talks about how mushrooms, one of the interesting, because of the, because of how mushrooms exist in the cell structure of mushrooms, you can't overcook them. And he says, but what you can do is whenever you're frying them, for example, they will absorb an awful lot of oil when you're frying them because their cells are not kind of um, the way their cells are. When you start the frying process, they start absorbing things. So they absorb as much oil as they can until they can't absorb anymore. And that's a lot. He says, but you can cook mushrooms by pan frying them in water. And then once they're cooked, they can't absorb the oil. So you can then put a little smattering of oil or butter or whatever, and then that coats them and flavors them. And so that's an easier way. It's a smarter way of cooking it. And he was talking about um, garlic and um, like garlic, the weird thing about garlic is, so garlic is the thing that you taste in garlic activates whenever garlic is crushed or cut or yeah. whatever. But it, it's that activation process is cancelled whenever it's cooked. So if you want strong garlic, cut it and cut it and cut it finer. If you want to have like uh, a mild garlic, you cook it and then eat it afterwards, which is why you get a really nice mild garlic flavor. So if you cut it and leave it sitting, that garlic will get stronger and stronger and stronger because you've activated the process and the garlic will start kind of coming out of that. So that, so it's, I, I mean, that I under that makes me understand cooking. You know, that's sort of because it talks about the science of it. So it's called What's Eating Dan. It's very good. Okay. Um, my pick. That's uh, the end of our show, folks. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the last two weeks, I think two or three weeks, I've got obsessed with this um, this formerly Northern Irish writer, but he's now living in Australia, called mm-hmm. Adrian McKinty. Mm-hmm. And um, particularly this series of books about a, a police detective in the 80s. He's a Catholic police detective in the RUC mm-hmm. uh, called Sean Duffy. The series of books, basically the Sean Duffy books, and they're all set around, um, you know, murders and, and what what have you in Murder. 
in Carrick Fergus in the in in the eighties. Oh right, okay. Because he's from Carrick Fergus. Oh, okay, okay. So I can I can see sort of where your attraction to this is. Well, it's it's. I really like these sort of little pot pot boilery thriller type things. The the uh, parents were murdered on a trip to Disneyland. They'd left their child alone. <laughs> like the the books aren't literary in any sense, yeah, you know. Yeah. But they are they are sort of. I, I hesitate to say the word trashy because I'm enjoying them a lot. So yeah. that, that's that's not. Are the, they short? Are they long? Are they? Um, I've been listening to them as audiobooks. All right, okay. Uh, they're all about nine and a half hours long. Okay, that's quite short. It's quite short. Yeah. Um, but the the clever thing is, he also seems to manage to sync them up with world events that are okay. happening around the same time. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, do, do you mean in the same time? In contemporaneously with what's happening well, in the book, or do you mean in the real world? He doesn't, as seem, it's to, he doesn't now? seem to mind playing fast and loose with time sometimes. Okay, uh, but like for example, the second book is very involved with like the DeLorean Motor Factory. Okay, and you know, in trying to solve the murder in that book, he kind of gets keep on get, getting uh, butting heads with people because there's also simultaneously an FBI sting on okay. John DeLorean happening. Okay. You know. And if you if you know your Northern Irish history, a lot of the time you can kind of get to the end of the book before the book gets there. Yeah, okay. Because I don't necessarily think the books are written for a Northern Irish audience. Yeah, yeah. They feel like they're written for like the American audience. Yeah. Um, especially because he's lived in he lived in America for a long time, so he, there's the odd little Americanism slips in, like he he'd referred to like the bell hops at the European at the Europa um, Hotel. Yeah. I'm like, we don't call them bell hops. No. Um, or. Maybe the odd, it doesn't say sidewalk, but little words yeah, that kind yeah. of get dropped in there. Um, but I, I'm enjoying the hell out of them. We call them bus boys. Bus boys. <laughs> <laughs> bus boy, I wanted, I told Tom, I have an idea for one of the characters in your book. Let's call him bus boy. He's half boy, half bus. And Tom just went, no. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, um, they would make a terrific TV series as well. Okay. I, I kind of don't understand why. Um you know, BBC Northern Ireland, or even just you know BBC in general, haven't made these into like yeah. a series of you know short mini series because they'd be perfect. You could totally film them here. Maybe they don't know about them. The place hasn't turned, hasn't uh, you know evolved. Are you saying Northern much. Ireland hasn't evolved? Hasn't moved since on it? a whole uh-huh. lot since. Um, to be fair, they filmed Game of Thrones here, and it, they didn't change a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Sean Duffy series by Adrian McKinty. Check them out. Uh, there's six books in total. I think he's maybe finished writing them, mm-hmm. um, or maybe he's got one more. I'm, I'm on book five at the minute. He'll write another. I'm sure he will. Well, he's he's he writes other books as oh, well. Okay, okay. You know, so he's got a book out at the minute that's nothing to do with Ireland, or it's a it's a it's a mob book set in America. Uh-huh. You know, so he ha- he has other series as well that he writes concurrently. Where the bellhops are all called Janty. <laughs> all right, Janty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I started following him on Twitter, and I've tried talking to him. He doesn't respond. So, <laughs> but oh well, I, I did think he, 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 he might make a good guest to have on sometime. But with him living in Australia, the time difference yeah, is yeah, going to be yeah, yeah. That that'd be the thing that would stop it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Susie has any? Do you have any? Do you have a pick of the week, Susie. Week? Anything exciting? We've been enjoying watching Chernobyl. Oh God! Oh, do you know I watched the trailer of that, and I fuck, I had to steal myself just to do that. Yeah. I watched it, and I thought. I posted this on it's exactly word for word what I posted on Twitter which was if if I would only be able to watch that show if I in the back of my head I could pretend Godzilla's about to appear because that's the only way I could sit through that thinking this isn't real that's, that's the only way I could do it if I, if I like knowing that that's a real thing would scare the shit out of me it's yeah. legitimately terrifying fuck in, in a way that especially um, so is, uh, is it like as, Threads did you ever see yes, Threads yes it's like Threads Threads like is threads. the thing that keeps on coming up in my mind Except um, 
as the show progresses and the people are dying of the radiation sickness, Fuck. the yeah. the effects and the makeup on those people uh, is yeah. horrifying well, and upsetting. The tra- the but not, I saw but just not the- in a gratuitous. Yeah. I don't think they're trying to go like look at this gross no, out, no. you know, sort of thing. It is I think horrific accurate, because you, accurate. Yes. I think it's the pitiable, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, the, in, in, in the sense of like you feel nothing but sorrow for these people. You know, but like I think like one of the worst bits is like in the third episode. No spoilers, but like I guess we all know people people die yeah. where people were, were, were horribly burnt. Yes, in Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yes, they yeah. went boom. You know, yeah. that sort of yeah. Um, <laughs> but but there's a bit where you see someone's reaction to the to the the burnt victim mm. we don't see the burn yeah yeah and the reaction is is what you know what you imagine oh. you're seeing is worse than anything this, you can Susie. see I, yeah i'll be honest I, I i just don't know if i could watch this i was have you watched year uh, was it years after years no i've been meaning to check it out okay well uh check that out we'll not talk about it next week because yeah, you'll have not had time to check it out by then <laughs> but uh, th- there is a, there's a bit in that where we're essentially well, by the time this goes out, people, if you've seen it, you'll have seen it. But at the end of the show, there's a nuclear bomb goes off and, and it's just the reactions of people at home to how that bomb goes, which is nowhere near them. But it, it does look like the start of something. And it's like, fuck, this is like grim. Uh, I mean, you, you, know, you were... And you, I watched you were Threads. Old, yeah, well, you were older than me whenever Chernobyl happened. Yeah. But to me, it was so abstract. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the same for me. It was just, it was not... And I mean, it was... You know, the, the, the thing I knew happened, but it was like, and winds are going to blow here. I'm going, eh, so. Eh. But what, um, what the show kind of gets gets across really well is there's a reason why it was so abstract. Is that the Russians were just locking everything down and yeah. trying to keep this as quiet as possible. And I did read a thread earlier on Twitter where they, there was a, was a Russian, I don't know, it was a girl or a fella, but a Russian who basically said, if you're thinking to yourself, is this accurate? Is this an accurate reflection of what Russia was really like? Let me assure you, it is incredibly accurate. It's more accurate than if Russia had made this program because they would have lied about a lot of it. Yes. But, but this is so scarily, it's an accurate in a way that you kind of go to yourself, they don't need to be this accurate because no one will be able to disprove this. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw somebody online saying it would be so much better if they made this with Russian people, actual Russians. And I'm like, you couldn't have people who are actually Russian would not be in this show yeah. because it is so critical of what of Russia, yeah, and so critical of the Soviet government um, that they they would fear for their lives if if they were in this, yeah. you know. But it's uh, it's one of the it's one of the best acted things I've seen in a long time. Uh, I saw somebody else said, "Isn't it great to see something that doesn't have lots of CGI in it?" I can assure oh, you, there's tons of CGI. There is tons of CGI. Yeah, in, you just don't but see it. But it is it is flawless. I mean, it. it absolutely if they could throw in a stuff. Godzilla, I feel like it'd be a more watchable <laughs> thing for me. I mean, only. I mean, what's, what's I don't the, want to. What's, what's, what's the Russian equivalent of Godzilla? <laughs> Go just, a, just a giant Cossack <laughs> just stomping on things. Tovarish. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I mean, oh, it's just, it's going to be a hard watch. I think, but I think it will be a watch worth. It's, worth it's, it's five parts uh, in total. Steal yourself. That's um, the advice. Yeah, I, th- I think you know to call it a televisional event is probably accurate. It's, Where is it? What channel is it on? It's uh, on Sky. It, here it's going to be Sky Atlantic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a co-production. Cool uh, well, co-production cool in Sky Atlantic. HBO. HBO. And there's there's actually there's a companion podcast. Don't don't like to plug another podcast on your podcast, but. There's a companion well, one that's really good. Scott's always doing it, so yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the, 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 the guy who made the show has uh, there's a podcast that goes out after every episode yeah. and he talks about oh, that. Oh, right, episode. okay, okay. Um, it's, 
as a whole sort of package, I think it's it's one of the best things that yeah. HBO have done in a long time. Okay, well that's our show. Thank you very much for listening, and hopefully back next week. So, see ya. See ya. Bye. <laughs> 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 dark and a troubled satellite. There's a bright and a sunny side too. And though we meet with the darkness and strife, the sunny side we hold so with you. Keep on the sunny